It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Welcome to quantum number 111 and our subject this week is equality, diversity and identity. Big, big issues constantly being spoken of in our culture and I want to try and understand it from a Christian perspective. If you are not a Christian, I hope that you will gain some understanding from this and just understand how we think about things. If you are a Christian, I hope that this will help you understand how the world is thinking and how we can respond biblically. But before we do that, just a couple of items of world news. First of all, continue to remember the situation in Belarus, which is ongoing. Uh, Then the growing clash between Australia and China and possibly the US, though again, as I've said before, that will depend on whether Joe Biden or Donald Trump are elected, but uh, Australian journalists are now being expelled or imprisoned in China. The situation is not good. As regards COVID-19, one of the most promising vaccines, the AstraZeneca one from Oxford, they have paused that for a moment because there has been a couple of hitches in the trials. And then in the the United Kingdom, social gatherings over six are to be banned. And then this, I have to tell you this because it's so ridiculous. But there are so many ridiculous petty rules in all of the regulations that are made about COVID-19. This, though, for me, is the most amazing. In Australia, we have some premiers who are trying to show how tough they are. And in Queensland, we've got one who... um, is doing that. She's the premier of Queensland, Anastasia Palaszczuk. And they have this bizarre rule. Wedding dances are banned in Queensland. Okay, they're just banned. Well, you say that's fair enough. That makes sense. Yes, but swingers parties, sex parties are permitted. Yeah, go figure. Anyway... For those of you who grew up in Sunday school, perhaps, and who are a little bit older, recognize this song? It's something that Christians are taught from very early. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white, all are precious in his sight. The basic equality of humanity is something that we are taught. but And it's something that our society likes to say it believes in. And yet this is all going wrong. The Christian foundation for equality and diversity is based upon our identity as human beings being made in the image of God, and for Christians particularly, our identity in Christ. But 
in our world, they're trying to have these Christian fruits, equality and diversity, but they don't have the basis for them, as we will see. And sometimes that means it goes very, very wrong. And it means that equality and diversity end up meaning the opposite of what they should mean. So let me just give you one example from COVID and here from Australia. This is what's going on in Victoria. Good evening. Daniel Andrews has come under intense questioning over hotel quarantine. It came as 19 more families lost loved ones and the risk to the youngest Victorians became clearer. Brett McLeod begins our coverage. 19 more deaths today, including a woman in her 50s. That's around 100 people who've died in the past week alone. Plagued by technical glitches, the Public Accounts and Estimates Committee focused much of its attention on hotel quarantine. Why did you choose to use private security guards rather than police or ADF? The Premier hasn't been honest in his answers to the Parliament or his answers to Victorians. The hearing was also now, the situation has been quite sad. The situation is very serious. The Premier, Dan Andrews, has got this severe lockdown, which uh, some will argue it's... It's too severe. But that's not really the issue here. The issue here is this. How did it come about that Victoria is the only state in Australia to have a, a, a significant number, a large number of deaths? Well, they thought they had conquered it. They thought they had dealt with COVID. And then it was introduced through the quarantine hotels. Now, Mr. Andrews is in trouble because his government leased the security of these quarantine hotels out to security guards and these security guards were pretty lapsed and there's an inquiry going on to that at the moment. But this is the most astonishing thing in this inquiry. There's a man called Luke Ashford who has told the inquiry that he was seconded from Parks Victoria. He was put in charge of quarantine operations at Melbourne hotels. Now listen to this. This is breathtaking. He was given no training in the use of PPE or in infection control, but he was given training in equity, equality and diversity. Can you believe that? And I find that how this is developing in our culture is actually ends up being quite disturbing because equality and diversity is a great thing. But I fear that the way that particularly the Western liberal agenda is going is the last thing we're going to end up with is equality and diversity. So let's go to the media and let's go to the BBC, who've announced plans to invest £100 million in diversity. Well, great. You've got to say that. That's fantastic, isn't it? I'm a great believer in diversity. I would argue that a democracy needs diversity, variety, a plurality of voices, a plurality of outlook, a plurality of background. But the BBC doesn't think in that way. Their version of diversity is very narrow. I remember a BBC producer telling me that the BBC excluded at least 50% of people who shared the kind of views that I have. I've mentioned this before. But for the BBC, diversity is only about gender, race and sexuality. Now, I think it's, it's personally, I think it's great that the BBC, for example, in their news presentations and with their journalists, reflect different gender and ethnic backgrounds. If, for example, all the presenters were all white males or indeed all black females or all Chinese or whatever. I, I don't think that's healthy and good. You do need variety and I'm not disputing that. 
But it seems to me that the BBC is not thinking about diversity in any real sense. So, do they mean diversity in terms of age? Not at all. The elderly are discriminated against by the BBC. What about those who didn't go to university? Hmm, it would be interesting if the people who ran the BBC and the people who were the journalists and the people who keep talking about diversity, diversity, diversity would be prepared to allow a diversity which let people be involved who didn't go to university. What about working class people? I wonder how many BBC people, execs, journalists, producers and others have gone to private school in comparison with the rest of the population. So when they mean diversity, they don't mean diversity of background. They don't mean diversity of viewpoint. I reckon if we took a view of BBC journalists in terms of their politics, you would find them very slated or slanted in one way. And I don't think that's a problem that's unique to the BBC. So often you're getting people who are talking about diversity and equality, but it's on their terms. It's on their views. They don't really want a diversity from their views. You recognize this? Good evening. Relations are tense between the US and Turkey, yet America's entire Iraq... That, of course, is Channel 4 news for, for those of you who are from the UK. Now, in 2016... It's very interesting that the Channel 4 news board, and I, I stopped watching Channel 4 news because it had become laughable in its bias. But they were so worried that it was kind of left-wing and anti-Brexit bias on their main news, news programme that they secretly commissioned the former BBC News boss Richard Sambrook to examine the problem. And he concluded that the ITN staff who made the news for Channel 4 were almost totally uniform in their background and outlook. Almost totally uniform. So here's the paradox. The BBC, Channel 4 and others who talk a lot about diversity, who talk a lot about putting money into diversity, they don't permit it. They're not diverse. Now that's seen in different ways. Um, it's seen for example, when we're talking about diversity and equality in an obsession with race. Now, I think it's good that we would have, let's say, different accents. Take this, for example, from one of my favourite films because uh, it's Merida is so like my daughter, Emma Jane, who's just the absolute joy of my life. But um, listen to this for a second. Might our young people decide for themselves who they will love? Huh? Well, since you've obviously made up your minds about this, I have one thing to say. This is a grand <laughs> idea. Give us our own say in choosing our fate. What? Aye, <gasps> why shouldn't we choose? But she's the princess. I didn't pick her out. It was your idea. And you? <laughs> you feel the same way? It's just no fair marking his fact for the hand of the queen. It does not want anybody yet. Okay. For those of you out with the northeast of Scotland, um, did you understand what was said there at the end? I could not believe that a Disney film had what we call Doric, which is a a, a, a version of Scots, which is itself a version of English, although some would argue Scots is a separate language. And basically, um, in that clip, Brave, of course, um, 
metadata that they're arguing, well, we should be able to choose our own partners, our own husbands, our own wives, or whatever. And I, I just love that. It's nay fair making us fecht for the hand of the queen, <laughs> which it's not fair making us fight for the queen's hands in marriage. Well, yeah, it's good to have a variety of different accents, although I do think reading the news in Doric might not work too well. However, this obsession with race, and this is just so bizarre in this culture that people are meant to be anti-racist, but they're obsessing about race. But this obsession with race is has reached a new low. In America, a subgroup of the National Council of Teachers of English, NCTE, is demanding, now these are teachers of English, than teachers, sorry, I, no, I must not laugh. These, these apparently are serious people. This is not a wind-up. <laughs> that teachers abolish standard English because it's anti-black linguistic racism and white linguistic supremacy. Teachers must decolonize the mind and or language. And they must not dismiss black language simply as a dialect of English. Um, it's not spoken only by black people who are positioned in a lower working class. It should be recognized as a language in its own right. This is not another statement. This is a demand for black linguistic justice. Now, where do you even begin with that? First of all, standard English is a great leveler. It's not, we, we don't have this babel of dialects which create all kinds of linguistic barriers and people are judged by how they speak. And they, you know, which set us apart from each other. I love the variety of, I love the variety of accents in Scotland. I love that when I hear people from Northern Ireland, I've had so many Northern Irish students, I can sometimes tell if they're from Armagh or Ballymena or Belfast or whatever. I love the fact there are different Australian accents, different American accents. And, oh, dear me, please prevent us from having just all the same accent. But we do need to be able to understand one another. And I think this idea of you've got this, you know, black language. And by the way, you can't use it as a white person. Because that would be cultural misappropriation, is it? Or cultural appropriation. Now, we're going to see an example of that in a moment. But this also equality stuff is seen, for example, another news item was the British Library. The British Library's chief librarian has claimed racism is a creation of white people. Well, there's no black people racist, no Chinese people racist, no indigenous people racist. Everyone was fine until white people came along and invented racism in, what, the 17th century. Unbelievable. But... The British Libraries, in the name of equality and diversity, is going to set up a decolonizing working group to make sure that the British Library fits in with exactly the same agenda and exactly the same opinions as everybody else. Even Punch and Judy. Now, Mr. Punch, what do you want? I want a kiss. You want a kiss? Ooh, no, no, no. Oh, this is this. I said no, no, no. This is this. No, this, no, this, no, this. Punch, you see, should be banned because... It reflects colonial violence. Sorry, it re I have to be somber here. It reflects colonial violence. 
Um, they've declared a racial state of emergency at the British Museum. They've asked for removal of statues of the library's founding fathers, replacing Eurocentric maps, and even Western classical music. Now, is this really what diversity and equality is meant to be? Is it meant to have one particular viewpoint predominate to the exclusion of all others? Because that is what is happening. Now, it ends up being ridiculous because if you think one culture is superior to another, then what you're going to do is you're going to try and be that. So you'll get people, it was argued that Michael Jackson wanted to be white, but you also get the opposite. This is, listen to this. What am I talking about when I talk about Kisama? Um, oftentimes people will conceive of it as a space, right? The region between uh, modern-day Luanda and Benguela, uh, which for those of you who know a little bit about the history of the transatlantic slave trade, are the first and third most uh, significant ports from which Africans were taken from the continent in chains, right? So literally kind of like ground zero of the violence of the transatlantic slave trade. Um, Kisama is not just a space. Oftentimes, given the colonial nature of anthropology and disciplines which uh, refer to it, including history, including cultural studies, including sociology, right? People refer to Kisama as like an ethnicity, or and what people really mean when they talk about ethnicity is tribe. They just don't want to get called out for saying tribe, right? Um, but people don't conceive of it too differently. Um, I think it's not that, and I, I don't think anything really is that. This is so Jessica Krug, an associate professor at uh, George Washington University. And she was lecturing in Africa and the African diaspora. She had built her life on the fact that she was North African, then US black, and then Caribbean Bronx blackness saying she was from the hood. And so, sorry, again, I, oh, I mustn't laugh at this because it's sad. And she's a white Jewish woman from Kansas. Not from the Bronx, not from Africa, not from the hood. She's not going to be teaching classes anymore. There are many students, faculty, staff in Alumire are hurting, but she's not backing down because, you know, this. she's right. She believes in transracialism. Hey, if I'm a man and because I feel that I'm a woman, I can be a woman, why not? And I'm white. I want to be black. Fine. Why not? Because, as she points out, race is much less biological than gender. Just wow. Just wow. Here is where I think we've gone wrong. Listen to what Aretha Franklin asked for. Respect. We need respect of human beings, respect of people of different cultures, not saying one is better than another. And I think that is a key aspect of it. Now, I think somebody who's identified this, and I think this is a really, really, I would encourage everyone who listened to this podcast to read Doug Murray's The Madness of Crowds. Here he is uh, talking to Rod Little. Well, the subtitle is Gender, Race and Identity. Uh, You're going to really annoy people with this. <laughs> basically, what I discovered was um, that there's a set of issues which we can no longer think about. I mean, everyone says, you know, we're not allowed to talk about this, but it's worse than that. We're not allowed to think about them. 
this primarily is everything to do, as I do them chapter by chapter in this book, everything to do with gay, everything to do with women, particularly relations between the sexes, everything to do with race, and everything to do with trans, which is the latest thing. Now, I think this is terrible for a society. Isn't it, isn't, aren't we not allowed to talk about it because it's, as they would say, sorted? That's, that's one of the presumptions. And I, I've been trying to work out for a long time why our, what, are, what discussion we do have on these things is so bad. Uh, why, for instance, every time somebody nicks the tripwire, they die, they're, they're, they're destroyed, they're, they're, they're cancelled. And these are the things that cancel people most easily. But also now, it's interesting the issues that he picks out in terms of equality and diversity and, and how this has been worked out. And I agree with him. Now, he later goes on to talk about something that is crucially important, and that is this, that there's a hardware and a software issue. Now, what he means by this is a software issue is when we decide to do something. So let's say you decided to be gay, or let's say you decided, uh, as uh, Professor Krug said, you know, that she wanted to be black. We say, what? No, 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 that's a, that's a software issue. You could, you could, I guess, blame somebody for that. But if it's a hardware issue, you're saying, that's the way that I am. Now, it's fascinating that Doug Murray, who himself is gay and not ashamed of it, says, well, actually, it's not a hardware issue. It's a combination of nature and nurture which is basically what we know at the moment anyway. Yeah. And I find it fascinating that um, people are choosing certain lifestyles and saying these are equal, and yet other things they're saying are not equal. So where, where do we get this equality from? You see, I think our society has got into enormous confusion because it doesn't know the basis of equality. It wants it, but doesn't know the basis. So... Let me go back to this famous document. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. That they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. And among these, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. To secure these rights. That was the American Declaration of Independence. That, and I love this. All men are created equal. Men, um, now, I, I'm not going to go into all the historical arguments about that, but the, 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 the principle, governments are there to, to help. All men are created equal. Our equality is based not upon the fact that we're all equally intelligent or all equally good looking or we can all run as fast as Usain Bolt or even that we all have the same equal background, but that our fundamental equality is created, is, is comes from the fact, as in Genesis 1, that all human beings, male and female, are created in the image of God. That is the only foundation for equality. And if you don't have that, you're not going to end up with equality. Now, that's where things have gone wrong. And that's where Christianity comes in, because human beings created equal, fell. And therefore there was competition and aggression and fighting and wars and everything else. Christ comes and Christ redeems us. And that's why any racism, for example, there's no inequality within the church in the sense that um, there's no male nor female, slave nor free in Christ Jesus. We're all one in Christ Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean there's an equality of, of outcome for everything, but it means that fundamentally we are equal, and that equality is restored in Christ. And without that, you're not going to have equality. 
You just nod. The Lord has promised good to me. His word, my hope, secure. and leave you uh, you can then play out with this song which is just amazing amazing grace and it's the Tomlin version where particularly the line the chorus my chains are gone I've been set free which is just absolutely extraordinary Hopefully see you next week. If you want to support Quantum, then just go to the Podbean fundraiser. Um, I'll give you more information about that next week. But just what a marvellous, marvellous thing it is that there's this fundamental human equality because we're made in the image of God. And that equality is restored because of what Jesus has done. That's why you need to come to know Jesus. You, you really want equality? You really want diversity? You have to be part of the church. That's where you'll really experience it. Well, may God bless you. See you all next week. Shine